Welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. This is episode number 15. We're your hosts. I'm Kate Norris. And I'm Thomas Craft. Whether you're pitching your business, speaking at a work meeting, or on the stage, we're here to help you present with clarity and confidence. Today, we are giving you a simple structure that will work for almost any presentation. Welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. This is episode number 15, and that means we are 15% done on my commitment to 100 episodes of this. So thank you very much to all of our listeners who have stuck with us. I have committed myself to 100 episodes, which for me is quite a commitment because that's two years. Yeah, so thank you to everybody who's listened in, and bonus points if you've listened to all, and even better if you've shared it with a friend, that's the best way that uh, we get out there, and we love knowing that the, the content that we provide is being listened to and appreciated. Did you know, I had a look at our stats, and only 70% of our audience is actually from Australia. I actually expected it to be a lot higher. Um, about 15% is a mix of the US, the United Kingdom, Japan and Canada. And then we've got one download from Peru. Which is pretty interesting. So good day to anybody who's listening to us outside of Australia. A couple of things before we get straight into content. Next week, we have our next meeting of our monthly speakers group in Kangaroo Point here in Brisbane. So this is the group that's designed for people who have made the decision that they want to speak professionally, but they still need some help getting their keynote kind of refined and in a position where it could actually be paid. So each month we hear from some speakers and give them feedback on their keynote and have an information session about a key aspect of speaking and getting your keynote to a place where it can be a paid speaking gig. If you'd like to know some more details about the Aspiring Speakers Guild, head to our website presentationboss.com.au slash ASG. So today we're talking about speech structure and about a speech structure that basically works for 90% of presentations that you'll ever give. So there's loads of kind of hugely complex structures out there that you can find out about. And we've tried quite a few of them and found that it becomes way too stressful to try and get a presentation to fit into any of these other structures. So we prefer a method that's worked for us countless times and with so many people that we've worked with, whether it's a really short presentation, you know, one or two minutes or a really long one hour keynote, the same structure can be adapted. So before we get stuck into it, let's talk about why it's important to have a clear structure at all. Now, every time you speak, you are persuading your audience. At very least, you're persuading your audience to continue to listen to what it is that you want to say. The challenge here is to keep people engaged and listening, right? So, and the reason that it's a challenge to keep your audience listening is that listening is actually really hard and it takes mental effort. All people want to put in as little effort as possible uh, evolutionarily and listening takes mental energy. So as soon as it becomes more difficult to follow along to a presentation that perhaps does not have a clear and logical structure, and it becomes easier to say, look out the window or look at your phone, then that's what your audience is going to do. They're going to get distracted and find the thing that takes a little bit less mental energy. So it's vital that you have a structure that is logical, that is easy to follow, and best communicates your message clearly. Yes. So the first thing we're going to look at, and you'll hear us say this over and over, and that is audience analysis. So you've got to work out who you're actually speaking to. 
And the question you need to ask yourself is what does that audience currently know, what do they think, and what do they do? And then ask yourself, what do I want them to know or think or do? So have a quick think about who you're speaking to. Are you speaking to your peers or maybe a team that you lead or are you speaking to a board or management that might want a higher level explanation or even a group completely outside of your department or subject matter that this is the very first introduction to that information that they have. So have a think about what you want them to do with that information and why you're telling it to them. So once you've done that audience analysis, then you can move on to message. Yeah, it's time to look at your message and we will talk endlessly about refining your message of your presentation. The question to ask yourself is, if my audience leaves my presentation, remembering only one sentence, only one key takeaway message from this presentation, what do I want that to be? Now, a rule of thumb on this is it should be a short, simple sentence. And that means that you need to be able to write it on a small sticky note or post-it note. And the reason we use a post-it note is you can actually stick it to uh, your computer or your notebook as you're designing your presentation. But that's the size we're looking at. So a really short, clear, simple sentence is your message. And then everything in your presentation will align to that message. So sometimes when we're in workshops or coaching people, we talk about just have one message. We, we do get a little, a little bit of pushback at times, which is that it feels really restrictive to, in a presentation, only be delivering one key message. Yeah, and you know what we say to that? Exactly. That's the entire point of it. It's meant to be restrictive. Yeah, restrictive is good because your audience is not just a group of people who are empty vessels waiting for information to be poured into them. Oh, they don't need to be just bombarded with, with information and, and presentation <laughs> and everything that you know. Yeah, which has taken, I don't know, probably years and years and years for you to get your head around. And, you know, we've got just a few minutes to process that now. It's, it's not going to happen. We need just the one message. Yeah, you think like what you've learned over years is somehow going to be absorbed in your five minutes of, of lecturing someone. <laughs> yeah. So having that one message actually makes all of that distilling of your knowledge into a short presentation so much easier. Why? Because the decision making around what needs to be included to deliver that message and what needs to be cut out that's going to distract from that message is so much easier. As you're going through your presentation, you can ask yourself that question. Is this uh, detail or story or anecdote aiding the understanding of my message or is it not? And then that's just really easy to get away from having information overload in a presentation. So message really should be the highest priority uh, when you're preparing a presentation. If you only have a short time to prepare, then spend a bunch of that time refining your message, picking out what it is and making sure that it's right and that you're comfortable with it. And so much of your nervousness will be alleviated by simply knowing for sure what your message is and what it is that you're going to talk about. It takes so much of that uncertainty out. Thomas, do you have an example to use for this? <laughs> yeah, everybody we ever work with we has a message that we could use as an example. But one that I think we can talk about today is a few months ago, uh, we helped somebody put together a presentation that they were delivering to um, sort of potential clients. And he worked in IT as far as sort of software uh, support goes for home and um, small business computers. And this presentation was going to be all about 
the importance of looking after your online passwords, right? So not having the same password for all of your sites, that sort of uh, basic stuff that he could demonstrate his knowledge on. And the message we went with was you need to use a password manager. That was it. Yes. And it's interesting. Let's just kind of um, look quickly, very quickly at the difference between a theme and a message. So the theme was the importance of a password manager. That doesn't tell someone what you want them to do. Like, cool, yep, now I know that it's important to have my passwords managed. Whereas a message is going to be action-driven. It's going to be, you need to have an online password manager. Yeah, so if somebody walks away from that presentation, remembering just one thing, it is, I need to get a password manager. Yes. That's the one thing that they're going to remember. As opposed to, yep, online security is important. Yeah, yeah. We might stick with that example as we move through the structure a little bit later on. Yeah. All right, so we've talked about identifying your audience and then having your message. Now, this all feels like a big amount of work, but it's really the most important. And once you're used to it, it's really just a one or two minute process. It shouldn't be the thing you spend the absolute longest time on necessarily, but it is absolutely the most important thing, identifying who you are speaking to and what you want them to know or think or do at the end. And especially if you're consistently speaking to the same audience, if you're always speaking to, this becomes a really quick process because you've already done that thinking beforehand. So while it feels really big and we make a big deal of it, it really is not a lengthy process. So then let's move into the rest of the structure because your message is going to be that overarching thing that drives the rest of the structure. So let's talk about this structure uh, that will work for nearly every presentation. Kate and I use this in basically every talk we ever give. We teach it in our workshops and we use it with our coaching clients as well. Because it's simple, because it works, and once you've answered those first two questions, we can get stuck straight into it. So you've actually done a lot of the hard work already for the introduction to your presentation. So the introduction is where we start. And it's all about introducing the theme as we talked about, but definitely the message of the presentation. We're going to let people in the audience know where this presentation is going to land. And the presentation is going to land in what you want them to know, think or do and to remember this message. So you'll build interest in the topic that uh, what's in it for me and it introduces the content that's going to support your message. So if we look at that example from before, you should get a online password manager. If you just walked up to somebody and said you should get an online password manager, there's a very good chance they're not going to believe you. So we do need to have a bit of content to support that. And it's in the introduction that you introduce what that content is. But straight up, you state your message in the introduction. You need to have an online password manager. And I'm going to tell you exactly why. So the introduction is actually really quite short. If you're giving a short speech, it might be only one sentence. If you're giving maybe a half hour 45 minute or even one hour keynote, the introduction might still only be five minutes. Yeah. Might only be five minutes, still really quite short in relation to the rest of the presentation. It's purely just introducing what you're going to talk about and stating that message. So then you can move into the body of your presentation. This is where the content is. This is where your stories and your anecdotes, your facts, your figures, your humor, all of that happens in the body. So because you have a message, it can be really a lot more obvious than exactly what it is you need to address and what content you need to provide to help the understanding of that presentation. And that message becomes your North Star. That is the one guiding thing that you always keep your eyes on when, you, when you're putting content into the body. 
So again, another way to reduce the information overload is that your body should only have three main points. Why three main points? Because humans are pattern recognition animals. We look for patterns in things. And three is the beginning of a pattern. If you have just one supporting point, it just sort of exists. If you have two, it's kind of becoming a little bit more compelling. But at three, you've actually got a pattern. This is now enough content to support a message. More than three, and it becomes content overload. It becomes just too much. Three is the key number. It's When we teach this structure, it's always the introduction and then three main body points. Five is way off. Carry on. So the flexibility of a presentation actually comes with these three main points. Because depending on how long your presentation is, depends on how much detail goes into each of these points. So if you've only got a really short presentation, say, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, you might only be able to touch on each of those main points, state some of the, the simple stuff around them, and move on to the next. If you've got a long presentation, like a really long presentation, you can go into a fair bit more detail and even break each of those main points into perhaps three sub points. Or you could tell a story and make the point uh, in each of those three points. But you always have three, um, the introduction and then three points in your body. And this is really just a case of simple maths. If you've got 10 minutes, you might only have two or three minutes per point. Don't get too hung up on the exact numbers. But if you've got 60 minutes, then you might have 15, 16 minutes per point. Against purely simple maths, what have you got and what do you need to do to break that time into three? And if presenting this topic is daunting to you, then if you think about, hey, I've only got to speak on the introduction for maybe a minute. I don't have to speak on each of these three points for two or three minutes. It's, it, I think it helps to break this larger presentation down into smaller places that you can talk about quite easily. Mm. So if we go back to that example about the password manager, and I don't remember exactly what his points were, but for example, the introduction was uh, you need to have an online password manager. The first point could have been, here are the risks of not looking after your passwords properly. And so if you're the IT guy, I'm sure you can talk two or three minutes on the risks of not looking after online passwords properly. So here the opportunities really open then to tell some stories. So for him, it was the risk of not having a password. I had this client who did not have a password manager and he got hacked and because he was using all of the same passwords, blah, 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 all this stuff happened. Therefore, this is the risk of not having a password manager. So you've got stories and examples and everything under that one point, but it is restricted and it helps keep him on track of what he's talking about. Just talk about the risks of not having a password manager. Yeah, and so his second point, all about why you should get a password manager. Yep, we've dealt with the risks. Now, if why you should do it is it's going to make signing into various websites a whole lot easier to make, random passwords, so on and so forth. A couple of minutes on why it's so good to have a password manager. And again, if this is your field, and it was this guy's field, really easy to talk on that for a couple of minutes. Yeah, he had a 100 stories. Yeah, yeah, and it's a matter of picking one, right? Picking the best one. And then to finalize, the third main point could be, here's how you go about it, uh, which website you need to go to, how much it will cost, and what you need to do to get on this to alleviate um, those risks and, and earn the benefits. So again, going back to what we said at the very beginning, this structure can be restrictive. Yes, it can, and it works really well to be restrictive because it gives direction and it helps keep everything on track. 
there's a story I've heard, um, and I think it's a workshop that gets around. I, I don't know who presents it, and they talk about how being restrictive and having boundaries can actually increase creativity. And the example is a brick. So if you try and think about all of the uses for a brick and take 60 seconds to make a list, right? You might think, yep, you can build a house with them. Uh, you could use it as a paperweight. Uh, you could, I don't know. I genuinely have no idea what else you could do with a brick <laughs> other than make a house and a paperweight. <laughs> but if you think about a brick and all of its uses in the arts and crafts, just arts and crafts, and, and you take maybe a minute to list all of the things you could use a brick for just in arts and crafts. All right, well, you could paint a brick or you could use it as a paintbrush holder or you could maybe grind up like colors on the side mm. of it. That restriction, those boundaries, they create provide so much more content yeah. for, for creativity, right? So having those boundaries, it, it takes you know this absolute world of possibility and knowledge and understanding in your head, and gives you restrictions that you can say, all right, I'm just going to think about this one thing in this one way, and it works. Having the restriction is unbelievably beneficial. It reduces decision fatigue and it adds clarity and it, not just in your mind but in the, the mind of the audience as well. Exactly. So when people say it's restrictive, yes, it is, and it's great that it's restrictive. Yeah. So when we talk the structure of presentation, that's the body, that's the content, is to have just three main points. If you've got a short presentation, you'll touch on each of those three main points. If it's a longer presentation, each main point can be broken further into maybe three sub points, but always three. It's a nice number to work with, and it works in the minds of the audience, which then we've introduced the topic, we've talked about the topic, now it's time for the conclusion. And you know what? You've actually already done your conclusion. You did your conclusion at the beginning. Yeah. The introduction, what you talked about, stating your message and kind of touching on those three main points, you've already done that. So that also becomes your conclusion. So again, going back to this example that we used, his presentation became, so these are the risks of not having a password manager. These are the benefits of having one and then how to actually go about that. So then you very briefly summarize by saying these are the risks, this is the benefits of having one, how to go about it, and that is why you need to have a password manager. You've actually already done the work for the conclusion up the front. And by having a good knowledge of who your audience is and what you want to communicate to them, and then having that message very clear in your mind, you've done so much of the work for structure. And don't forget if what you want your audience to understand is not clear in your mind, it will never be clear in their mind. Mm -hmm. Preparation really is key. And having this structure to deliver that clearly uh, and logically to your audience is the only way that good communication is going to happen. So that is the structure of a presentation and a little bit around preparation. You always begin with your audience. What is it you want them to know, think and do? And what do they currently know, think and do? And then refining your message. What is it that you want your audience to recall if they recall just one sentence from your presentation? When you're presenting using this structure, and this structure works whether it's a short presentation, whether it's a long presentation, if you're speaking to um, people who are, have more authority than you or you're just networking, whether you're using a PowerPoint or whether you're not. And that is to take your message and let that form your introduction. Introduction, it builds interest, states the message and introduces the content. You've got your content, which comes through in your body. It's three main points, always three. And your conclusion, just like the introduction, touches on that content and restates your message. 
And I think, yeah, just don't be scared of that restriction, having those strict boundaries, because while it feels a little bit oppressive at first, it actually can be really powerful and give you a whole lot more freedom and creativity. So that is the structure to use in 90% of presentations. It is yours. Use it. Uh, And we would love to hear feedback if you use it and it works really well for you or if you have any suggestions on more things that we could add to this structure. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to know more, check out presentationboss.com.au slash podcast, where you'll find the show notes for today with links to everything we've discussed. If you have any questions about presentations that you'd like us to discuss, get in touch by emailing us at podcast at presentationboss.com.au. We're always happy to hear your thoughts or take suggestions for future episodes. Most importantly, we rely on you to share the information of this podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please recommend us to a friend. Have a great week. Wait, wait. Hang on. Sorry. Lovely. We've just immortalized you blowing your nose into the microphone. That's kind of gross. Sorry.